Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vesquez, a starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Buenas tardes, hermanos y hermanas. ¿Cómo están? Soy yo, tu conservative New Yorkan, Peter Vasquez. I hope you're having a super good week, a super good day. And, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Listen, today should be a day that you just let all the stress roll off of your shoulders and your back so that you can go into this weekend and just enjoy your time with your family. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show is just you and me, right? It's a dialogue time. Three, four, six, three, uh, yep, three, four, six, three thousand. Oh man, I'll tell you, memory lapse. So listen, on Tuesday when I spoke with you guys, I had the beginning, I talked a little bit about uh, uh, the advertising with us, right? But today I kind of want to tell you why. Why should you advertise with us, right? What is this Next Step show about? We went live uh, five days a week on November 6th of 2023. We were one week, uh, uh, once a week or on weekends before that. And you know what? I was going back thinking to myself, I don't think I ever really shared with uh, with, with new and more listeners what we're about. So I want to tell you, see, the show is focused on faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. Our core values, the pillars that we stand on, faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. Your conservative New Yorkan, Peter Vasquez, everything he does is all about God, country, family. It's all about you and me, right? So, but let me tell you why. So, so let's talk on faith. Why, why is faith so important? I mean, for those of us that, that read the Bible and, and go to church, I mean, I'm sure we have many reasons why, but let me share with you something. The Pew Research Center reports that more than 84% of the world's population is affiliated with a religious group. Right? Why is this significant? Well, it surely does impact the the the... the or well, it highlights the impact that faith has on societal norms and individual behavior, right? We know for a fact, right, that faith, in fact, shapes more values and social relationship and life choices. 84%, ladies and gentlemen, of the world's population. So how can we possibly exclude faith from the equation? Right? Again, finding balance is key. Uh, another Gallup poll found that Americans who attend religious services regularly, they report a greater life satisfaction than those who do not. 55% of weekly church attendees are rating their lives as, well, highly enough to be considered thriving. Simply just because they go to church, and because they believe in something higher than them. And, and see, remember, God says, or the Bible says, from a Christian perspective at least, where, where there's two or more people, God is in the center. And, and when I say words like church, don't, don't mistake church with brick and mortar, okay? Because church is within your heart. 
we also know the importance, right? Because something like the Pluralism Project at Harvard University highlights the importance of interfaith dialogue in promoting and understanding and respecting all the different faiths, right? Something like that, right? When we employ those kind of values, when we look at it that way, when we understand that, Right. Well, you know what we end up with? We end up fostering peace. We end up fostering cooperation. But more importantly, we end up doing this one thing that, I, in my opinion, is core to conservative values. We end up bringing people together, regardless of who or what or where they came from or come from. Right, regardless of their political ideology, regardless of whether they feel they're a boy or a girl, regardless of whom they want to go to bed with, right? They set all that aside and it brings everybody together. Ladies and gentlemen, understand words like inclusion are very much so our values, right? Because we are the the the, the people in this country that understands that in its entirety, right? Anyways. Politics, the other pillar. Why is it so important that we find this balance? Why do I focus so much time and money? Why am I asking you to sponsor my show to do these? Well, check it out. Data from the United States Census Bureau on the 2020 election showed that voter turnout was 66.8%. That was the highest percentage since 1992, which means that people aren't voting. Unless they're motivated, whether they're angry one of the, or, or, or not angry, right? Whether they truly like somebody. People just aren't, let's look at the voter turnouts from last election. The Small Business Administration reports that small businesses create 1.5 million jobs annually and accounting for 64% of new job creations. Now tell me something. Those of you that do business in New York State, I know many of you have figured out a way to work through it, right? But it's expensive. The cost of doing business in New York State is way more than the cost of doing business even in our surrounding states. The the Small Business Administration also reports... I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I already said that was 64 million jobs. Youth activism right? Youth activism has been on the, on the rise, which is great. But what we're allowing to happen when we don't speak to our youth, right? When we don't bring people together to have dialogues and differences of opinion so that we can understand in the head, well, what does it mean? What is the difference between uh, a being a conservative and being a liberal, right? Well, how, how do we filter through some of the... Um, well, the trickery that's out there in politics, if, if, if we don't have these conversations and expose our children, right, to others. I mean, come on, look at Greta, what is her name, Greta Thunberg, right, wackadoodle, right, but she, she's loving the fame on it, right, what youth wouldn't. But is she really saying things that's beneficial for our country? No. She's obviously spewing what she's hearing. And I don't want to discount the fact that she doesn't, you know, that... I mean, maybe she did do some research. But you see, when, when we bring our people together, other youths together, they start asking questions, right? Instead of building this big influence that she has, because I'm sorry, guys, 
We haven't taught that balance. Let's talk about entrepreneurship. See, I look at entrepreneurship like uh, like I'm a corporation. Personal entrepreneurship, in addition to starting a company, because that entrepreneur spirit is, I mean, that's what that's what moves this country along. That is God, country, family. According to the SBA, small businesses represent 99.9% of all businesses and are pivotal to the nation's economy. Right? The entrepreneur spirit drives innovation, job creation, economic growth. The Bureau of Labor Statistics indicates that approximately 20% of new businesses fail during the first year that they're open. 45% fail the first five years. 65% fail the first 10 years. Add that to the political components, the cost of doing business, right? Well, guess what? That's why I've been pounding. That's why this show exists, is to be able to help you build that that, and give you advice and examples to build that self-entrepreneurship, identifying and becoming confident with you who you are, right? And, And the thing is this, all entrepreneurship, whether it's yourself or a small business that you started, right, has to address social issues in addition to contributing to the local economy. The Global Impact Investing Network reports that impact investing market size has grown to $750 billion, which underscores the increased importance of business that combined profit with purpose. So, so why did I go through this whole description? Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, advertise with the Next Step Show. Advertise right here in WYSL. I've been listening to a lot of news lately, and I'll tell you, it, it, it's like I can understand why they're referred to as fake news. Because it literally, in most of your major media outlets, is just sitting there and beating up specifically on conservatives. I'm telling you, I listen to news for an hour here on my Apple phone, the, the news app. There was nothing valuable that I heard in an hour and 15-minute drive that I would say, man, that was valuable. So here in the Next Step show, we, we focus we, on, on, well, like I said, on helping you find that balance between faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. And I'll tell you what, if you study every leader out there, Every effective leader out there, whether you think they're bad or good, whether it's Bibi out in Israel or the dude in Russia or even the guy here in in the United States that I happen to like, but many people don't, that'd be Trump. They have all, and you could hear it in what they do, they have balance in faith, politics, and entrepreneurship, although I'm yet to see a book that addresses all three. Let's look at it from a social perspective. Uh, Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington, balance, faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. It creates trust. It creates leaders. And it also creates cohesion so that we can have that unity like we want. Hey, don't go nowhere. I'll be right back right here on WYSL. No te vaya because your conservative New Yorican has a couple more things to share with you.
Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified, general, or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Peter Vasquez and Next Step Show on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to the Next Step Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boy, that was uh, that time flew by. That was a lot of talking. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, invest in the Next Step Show. Why? Well, because I do believe that our show offers an opportunity for callers, for listeners to join us. I believe that we find, help find that balance. And when you're looking at things like 84% of the world's population is affiliated with some faith, and when you look at leaders that are making things happen, um, well, you know, they all have that balance. They show it. They talk about it. They live it. Anywho, enough of that stuff. You know, I just want to touch real quick on this whole COVID fund stuff because, you know, it's still dumbfounding to me that an organization, uh, a nonprofit, is actually going to steal or misappropriate or mismanage $1.1 million. But they did, right? And without getting too much into this, because I know it's been played out in most of the media outlets here locally, um, but what I wonder is, and the question that I have, and the question that I think most people should be asking about this particular issue is, what happened? Right. And, and we get it. We get what the news. But where's the oversight? Who should have been watching this organization? I mean, the thing is this COVID money has been thrown around like it was a candy store. This nonprofit, that nonprofit, this program, another program. My opinion, there's been little. I mean, it's almost like this rush to spend it on anything. But anyways, I, I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, this whole issue with this COVID relief funds missing, right? This whole CRC or the Community uh, Resource Collaborative truly highlights the significance um, of having solid financial oversight. I mean, hello, 
There should have been more questions before people started asking. I got to ask this because even though the county, you know, selected this organization to kind of distribute and manage, manage that one point, uh, one million dollars, I think it was part of some seven point nine million dollars of a bigger pot. But wouldn't the county, whether it's the executive or someone that he delegate, make it a point to visit on a regular basis all these organizations ask that, that, that's being funded, not just the CRC, all the ones that they make? Wouldn't it make sense for the leader to lead in this capacity and say? hmm, I'm going to head over to, well, let's use the Father Tracy Center on Clinton Avenue. She's made a plea publicly and, and, and personally, in tears, right? Hey, did he ever, did anyone from the county ever stop in there and say, hey, how, how's everything going? How's this program benefiting you? What else can we do for you? Because, you know, though, it's, uh, well, it's because that's leadership. That's what it takes to be. So one of the things that I've realized over the years is that our county, um, especially in recent years, especially since 2020, both all levels of the county. And listen, this includes the Republican legislators as well, right? There seems to have been a, a fracture, almost a complete destruction of the trust that we the people have in those we elected. Why we keep electing the same people in some cases is still dumbfounding to me. But we know that trust serves as the foundation of a meaningful relationship with an organization, right? It's the glue that blinds people. In, in, in a work environment, it's the glue that binds employees with their work and with each other, right? It, it, it creates confidence, it eliminates vulnerabilities, right? But what I see happening, and I think this particular issue with uh, with the CRC and the one point million dollars, kind of kind of shows how we as a society have put kind of trust in the background and have traded it for what the left tries to call a democrat system. Because we're not. We're a representative system. We have put a lot of trust. I had one, one uh, student tell me, once a college student tell me, that uh, she puts politicians on a pedestal. But if you put a politician on a pedestal, I've got to ask you, how do you hold them accountable? How do you eliminate the issue of integrity um, not being met? I mean, trust, it's crucial for enabling teamwork, facilitating open communication, and more importantly, promoting a culture of mutual respect and support. If you recall, this, my show on Tuesday talked a lot about what's happening in the sheriff's office. And now I like Sheriff Baxter, right? But when he takes something as intrusive as the uh, FUS US surveillance package, right, this whole pervasive uh, type of surveillance that's rolling out, and he says, well, you know, I didn't need legislative approval. Well, sometimes it's not just about the approval. Sometimes it's about building trust. See, I've spoken to a lot of people about, about that program. Very few, I think out of probably about 15 people that I mentioned it to had no clue that it even existed. 
but it's already being implemented. How does that build trust? I'm concerned because, listen, when a police department says I'm watching you, remember, I worked for a general. I mentioned that. I was in Afghanistan and Iraq. I know how surveillance works. I was part of it. I saw it. We used it all the time. Listen, in my piece of employment, I removed cameras from inside. You know why? Because we don't live in East Germany. We don't live in places like, well, like Iraq or, or any of these countries. We don't live in Russia. We don't live in China. How do we increase the trust between we the people and the police when, well, when we're not pr- promoting a culture of mutual respect? At the very least, talk to us about it. Listen, the Gallup, uh, or a Gallup report shows that only 36% of U.S. employees are engaged in their work as of 2020, and the disengagement has everything to do with no trust in their employer. And you know what that's costing? Well, disengaged employees, employees that don't trust, is costing the U.S. economy around $450 to $550, or billion dollars, excuse me, annually due to lost productivity. I'm going to tie this back a little bit to this whole issue that we're having uh, here in our county with the, with the mismanagement of $1.1 million, uh, million in COVID funds. Remember, that's part of a bigger pot of money. I think it was something like $7.2 million or something around those lines, right? right. So, so, so now, because we, we have very little trust in what's happening already due to these political, politically motivated, whatever. And then on top of that, we've got this issue with COVID funds. But yet, people say, eh, it's all good. There's a, um, I'm going to read this, it's oxytocin, oxytocin, O-X-Y-T-O-C-I-N, which is referred to as the truth hormone. All right, it plays a pivotal role in building societal bonds. Um, in Paul J. Zach's research, he indicates that a 10% increase in this oxytocin levels amongst employees can lead to a 2% spike in productivity. Isn't that interesting, the truth hormone, oxytocin? I mean, really, what's it take to get that, that particular hormone to come out? Maybe looking at somebody and listening to somebody, their actions, and saying, I have a lot of respect for that individual. I trust them, not because they're just spewing words, but because their actions spews the words that I need to hear in order to trust them. High trust organizations report that 74% less stress and 50% higher, higher productivity, according to Zach's findings, right? These organizations also see a 76% increase in employee engagement. Imagine if we applied that same strategy in politics. Imagine if we, the people, said to the elected officials and said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for you this year. Because I trust you. I'm going to vote for you this year because I've looked, uh, uh, again, right, if they're an incumbent, 
because I looked through your voting records and I watched your press conferences and read your your reports, your annual reports, and you know what? You are definitely an individual that's running an organization that I can trust because I know you're going to walk down North Pinton Avenue or Jefferson Avenue and you're going to have a conversation with the people. So you're going to be able to know exactly what's going on. So when you're making those decisions or when you're finding or discovering that last summer, because this is all came out recently, right? That late last summer, there was some significant issues with money, right? The thing is, when you create trust, when you as a leader, and we're going to get into a leader here in a minute, when you create trust, people see that. And then what ends up happening is that they say, I want to follow you. And then a leader is born. Hey, you're listening to your conservative New York weekend. Give me a call, 346-3000. Right after these short messages, I hope to hear from you. We'll see you in a minute. Don't go nowhere. Right here in the WISL. Peter Vasquez and Next Step Show on the WISL station. Welcome back to the Next Step Show with your conservative near and Peter Vasquez. We're going to finish up talking about trust, but not really, because we should always be looking and learning, life learners, that's what we are. But you see, trust is foundational to, or understanding trust, is foundational to that balance of faith, politics, and entrepreneurship, right? You need to start with yourself. As you build yourself, you need to go ahead and understand that I trust me. I trust my decisions, right? Anywho, 20% Um, Well, to replace an employee can exceed 20% of their annual salary. We know what happens when we've got to replace elected officials, the money that's involved, right? Trust is important. Check this out. This Tina Paradiso, the individual um, that was running that CRC, that that community resource center place, um, she set up bank accounts, right? Corporate bank accounts just in her name. I mean, how do you build trust when you do those things? I've I've run multiple organizations, large organizations, statewide organizations, advocacy organizations, political organizations, uh, my own business for a long time, my own business now. Uh, and, And you know what? I never would go open up a bank account with someone else's money, with my only name on it. That does not build trust. That does not encourage individuals to say, man, I trust you. I'll tell you what does, though. Autonomy. When you give employees the autonomy to do their work with the proper guidance and resources, do you know that employee satisfaction increases by 20%? Now, look, our communities are hurting. They're hurting. Uh, you could you could listen to these polit- these jokers is what I'm going to call them. Like right? in the governor's mansion, we have a a, a a magician, right? Hocus pocus. Here locally, we have jokers because they will literally come out and tell you, "Oh man, Rochester is the safest place to be." 
Monroe County is the safest place in the world. But is it really? Right? Is it really? I was at a, at a meeting last night, right, doing my campaigning for the county clerk stuff. And, and I hear this, this one person talking. And then I, I, I asked, I challenged him on a question. And, and, I, and I brought up the fact that he and the party he stands for, you know, everything he's voted for contradicts what was coming out of his mouth, right? The trickery. What makes us the political footballs. His only immediate response, because he never answered the question, was, oh, well, if you're going to bring up my party, then then I'm just going to leave. Well, you know what? That's just sad that you're going to hold dialogue hostage because you don't want to be held accountable to decisions that you made, votes that you took as a county legislator, but yet insist that everybody in this room trust him. High trust companies enjoy up to 50% lower turnover rates. Guys, that is so critical in the grand scheme of establishing trust. Like one of my college students said, if you're going to put, uh, she's going to put the politician on the on a pedestal. And when I, because I, I did ask, well, why? You know, well, do you tra- do you even know or trust the individual? And they said they didn't even know them. They're just, they're reluctant. And I'm like, but, but wait a minute. Here in our hurting society, right, we shouldn't be putting any of these politicians on pedestals. What we should be doing is calling him up and saying, hey, stop that pervasive surveillance, stop the nonsense, and put the autonomy back in the community so that the people can work collaboratively with the government, with the social programs, hold them accountable, and make people feel like they're part of the community again. Really, I mean, it, 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 how does it not make sense? If, an, if employee satisfaction increases by 20%, and you're showing, because autonomy requires a crap load of, of, auton- of trust for your employee. If you say, I trust you enough to put everything that we have on the line so, and, and let you make decisions with the proper resources and guidance, imagine if we did that in the community, right? Imagine if we sat there and worked with the Father Tracy House from the county and said, we're going to give you autonomy. We need you to report every month. Here goes 500000 to run the program. How about head down the street to Mercedes, the, the, the Latino Youth Development Corporation, and sit there and say, same thing. What you're doing, you have proven to do great things here in the community. How about, here goes $500,000 for you. That's autonomy. And then you know what that also does? It increased trust because you know what that would force the executive in the county to do or those leaders in the county, regardless what they are, whether it's the county clerk, whether it's the executive, whether it's the legislators, that'll force him to go into those communities instead of hiding behind the veil of other nonprofits. And like I said, going into break here, uh, 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 listen, when, when people learn to trust you, then they begin to follow you, and a leader is born. That is what's void right here in Monroe County and Livingston County. 
right? I mean, when we look at, at things like that, let's look at Livingston County real quick, right? There's a, a, a district attorney's race. The district attorney that's there now has a vote of not confidence, I believe, from almost all the police stations. But yet, conservative, uh, the conservative party there is like, oh, we want to endorse him. But there's a solid, a solid Republican, a conservative in this case, who understands God, country, family. How, how do you trust leadership that doesn't trust their own values? I don't know. Listen, that's just on a side note because it's those kind of things that I'm talking about. Where's the leadership? Let me define leadership for you. Leadership transcends the mere act of management. It embodies, right? It embodies one's ability to see forward beyond what they can see, right? It rallies people around the vision, because they trust that vision. It involves a strategic foresight, but also emotional intelligence to understand and motivate individuals, right? It embodies, it helps us. See, this is where things like unity, it teaches us to have empathy, respect, and clear communication. A leader's role is to inspire action and drive uh, uh, collective effort towards achieving shared goals. And ladies and gentlemen, talking about leadership, I'd like to bring on who just called one of the best servant leaders, one of the most uh, uh, pronounced leaders in our county, the Honorable Mike Hennessy. Mike, thanks for calling the show. Hi, Peter. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I was listening. I just hopped on and listened to, you know, talking about how valuable it would be if uh, instead of going through layers and layers of bureaucracy that the folks from the county went down and, and, and got to know some of the not-for-profits that are doing that really good work. And that's kind of my point. You know, people send a lot of money out and send checks out to uh, uh, national, international, uh, uh, even local uh, organizations that they have no relationship with. And that shouldn't be how you give. You should, you should pick, uh, you know, in my humble opinion, uh, small grassroots, preferably faith-based, uh, privately funded foundations or organizations that take, you know, private money, private business, private family foundations, and, uh, and that you can go and meet the, meet the director, meet the staff, visit the place, build a relationship, witness the work, and, and give to those places in significant amounts. Instead of writing 12 checks to people you have no idea, no relationship with, pick three grassroots people locally in your, organi- in your city and go build a relationship with them and, and, and find someone that will give you transparency and know what work they're doing. And you'll feel so much better about the work that you're doing, and you'll have so much greater impact with the places that you give your your charitable giving. That's all. absolutely, Mike. Can you imagine if, the, if if concepts like stewardship was at the forefront at the county? Yeah, that's, that's it pretty was, much it what just you said. Seems like yeah. Uh, the, I mean, I we talk about the county county clerk's position, and I haven't. I never read anything negative about a county clerk for my whole time living here since 1993. Then I and 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 all I all I read about when it comes to county clerk is what's not being done, how long things are taken, how uh, unorganized things are, 
and uh, and it just seems like that's what's happened with this with this uh, with this CRC thing. It's just well, let's just send it to somebody else and not do our own due diligence and not have our own stewardship, not be stewards of the own, of the of the money that we're responsible for, and just send it out there and see what happens. <laughs> it's, it's it's craziness. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, I appreciate the call, sir. I truly appreciate it. we got to grab lunch soon. And ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about is not just the balance between faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. It's understanding that that balance leads you to your next steps to be that leader, which in turn makes you the solution. Don't be absent. And remember, it's never about you. It's always about those you're leading. Hey, no te vaya. You're listening to the conservative New Rican. Regresamos en unos momentos aquí on the WISL stations con la voz de libertad. I'll be right back. Trumpet. A little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side, a little bit of Rita's all I need, a little bit of Tina's what I see. In the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified general or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. The difference is dignity. At Open Door Mission, we open our arms and hearts to help those in need. We treat every one of our guests with respect and dignity. No matter the road that led to us, Open Door Mission is here to help. Give your support at OpendoorMission.com. Has your favorite pizza place been letting you down? Try Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery in Avon. Not only is their pizza amazing, but their full menu and bakery has something for everyone. Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery, Avon. Advertising on the WISL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WISL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Next Steps with... Peter Vasquez on the WYSL stations. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. See, it's always, always an honor to have these conversations with you. 346-3000. Yo quiero oír de ti. I want to hear from you. Um, But, you know, leadership involves inspiring and motivating people to embrace new ideas, change and a vision for the future, fostering innovation, but more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully, more importantly, a leader challenges the status quo. As uncomfortable as that may be, as lonely as that may be, 
See, managers, which is what we have in the county, which is why you haven't seen the county clerk, which is why, you know, Adam does more pictures than he does anything effective, which is why the legislature, well, you know what? We'll leave the legislator alone for today. Um, just not enough time to even go deep into that stuff. But they focus on establishing order and consistency through planning, organizing, and controlling. Management is all about controlling. Hocus Pocus is not a leader, right? Adam Bello, uh, the county clerk, and, and, and some of these other jokers. And I'm sure there's even a few Republican names that we can put out there, right? I'm sure there is. They just, they don't leave. But Mike Hennessy, thank you again for calling. Ladies and gentlemen, I referred to Mike Hennessy as a servant leader, and this is why. Because as a leader, and, and, and to say servant leader, it's kind of uh, an oxymoron, I guess, because in order to be a leader, you, you, you kind of have to be a servant. So, so maybe not an oxymoron, but surely redundant. But you see, we say servant leadership because it kind of truly defines it in our ears so that we can hear and say, oh, okay. But no, a leader by its nature by its, its description, by its purpose and intent, is a, is a servant. And that is Mike Hennessy over at Youth for Christ, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what, you want to support somebody financially or, or with other resources, give them a call because I can tell you they are changing the lives of our youth. They are helping them, right? Find that balance between faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. And guess what? They're doing it without the influence of politics. Amazing stuff happening. And it doesn't mean that they don't understand or are involved politically. It just means that politics does not govern what it is that they're leading with. But you see, a leader has to have a strategic executive voice, which is crucial for gaining respect and exerting influence. Because controlling is exactly what we see coming from many on the left. Now, look, if you've had the, 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 the unfortunateness of ever having to go seek some kind of service, right? And I have. I've been there. I don't know if I've ever mentioned I've even slept in a park bench for a little while because I couldn't afford gas in my car and I actually ended up losing my car. Right? And I did go and have to apply very humbly, very embarrassed. But I had a son to feed. I was a single dad. And, and all I discovered, I mean, I literally, I went to one appointment. And it was nothing but control. It was like, well, yeah, we're, we're going to help you. Um, but uh, you're going to have to go and jump. Who? I mean, the whole thing was weird. Right? Issuing funds to, uh, to another organization to issue to other organizations, right? That's either a political favor or it's you not doing your job. It's you not leading. It's you being lazy and it's controlling because now we have a wide variety of programs in the community that are gone. Now, listen, whether we agree with these organizations, whether we say, oh, those are, are lefty wackadoodles, listen, it doesn't matter. They're feeding the people that are hungry. 
They're feeding the people that have been bamboozled throughout life, not led by, by servants, but instead managed and controlled to the point where now they've become victims. And unfortunately for some, that mentality will never change. That's a fact. We know that. Look back in history, all the way back to before Jesus' times. You disagree? Give me a call. 346-3000. See, a leader understands the context in which they're communicating. They understand that in order for you to be effective, in order for you to be able to do the things that you got to do, in order for you to make your next steps and find that balance of faith, politics, and entrepreneurship, right? Well, we've got to give them the tools. We got to understand what they need first. We've got to understand, because I'll tell you what, those politicians that have been in office for a while, the fact that New York State has been controlled by one party for nearly a, a half a century, right? I mean, listen, they understand. They know exactly how to tailor their message appropriately to make sure that they can control. They use words like unity and inclusion, but it just for them, they keep missing an entire part of the population in this inclusion concept, which is you and me. So, again, how is it that we can continue to sit here and, and, and not hold these people accountable? I don't know. I just, again, purpose of today's show is to share this information with you because we are going into an election year, a presidential election year. And when I talk about discernment and emotional intelligence like we have, and we talk about conservative values, God, country, family, just, just American values, we've got to understand, one, where we're being bamboozled, uh, bamboozled and we've got to understand what leaders are because we're, we're devoid of them in large part. I'll tell you, people like Mercedes Vasquez, uh, Simmons there on the ledge, or Virginia, or, 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 or Brew and some others, those are leaders. They're in the community. They're going to you and asking you, what is it that you need? How can I serve you today? And they listen to understand the context. And they're also visionary leaders who challenge the status quo. And ladies, I'm sorry. Listen, listen carefully. Every single elected office, whether you're running for president, whether you're running for school board, I don't care if you're running for dog catcher or highway superintendent, every elected individual's primary role is advocacy. And you could only advocate when you have a vision. And you could only have a vision when you understand in context. And you could only understand in context when you speak with an executive voice. You could only call yourself a leader when you're cultivating strategic relationships, when you're building and maintaining relationships in key components. Now, now, now check this out. Does that mean that the only relationships that I would have would be with another executive? Absolutely not. It means that because I'm listening and understanding the context because I'm a visionary leader, because I understand that leadership is, uh, is a servant, 
And, and it's my job to, to lead and help others to understand their next steps by helping them find their balance between faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. Engaging with diverse groups of people, that is strategic relationships. And like I said, that's walking over to Youth for Christ and saying, Hey, uh, Mr. Pastor Mike, my name is so-and-so, county executive or county clerk or legislator or whatever. You know, we wanted to interview you and talk to you because the county is going to administer these funds and we'd like you to have a piece of that. Those are strategic. And then coming back down Clinton Avenue and talking right with all these people so you can see firsthand as the leader what's going on and mitigate death hey say it with me leadership is the beacon that guides me for it is through selfless service that i illuminate the way for others to find their way hey be a leader advertise with us hey mira tengan una semana bendecida until tomorrow with luis martinez your conservative New Yorkan, the voice of liberty. Te amamos. <laughs>